Sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you're listening to Spoiler Alert! Spoiler Alert! Thank you. I'm your host, yep. Johnny Destructo. With me this week is Mark underscore L underscore Miller. Hey, buddy. Present and accounted for. There he is. I counted. In him. Chicago and not the whale's vagina. San Diego? Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. You're not in San Diego. Someone's lamenting. I'm not going this year. Oh, no, me neither. It's where I've I always see my buddies. Oh, no. And Rob Patey. Hi. What's Hi. up? Okay, nothing. I just I thought we'd do a you know a podcast. Oh, I just thought it was making fun of Mark. Oh, I mean that's that's kind of what the podcast is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're here to. Uh, talk about this week's comic books. That's what this show is, for the most part. But we have an email. E. Fuck. Mail. <laughs> that was your best stinger yet, you guys. All right. This one is from... Oh, no. Well, it's called Cosmic Ghost Rider, and it's from Robot... I'm sorry, Superhero Robot. Huh. Probably his real name. That's my assumption. Or their it real sounds- name. Sounds Jewish. Uh, and they're referencing, <laughs> let's see, I'm talking about podcast Cult Pop 545, Spoiler Alert, Batman 50, Catwoman 1, Man of Steel 6, Cosmic Ghost Rider 1, and Captain America 1. Uh, at which wow. Mark L. Miller says, this is not the Frank pa- Castle we have seen. No shit. And you would know that <laughs> if you read the second story arc in the Thanos comic. Just read the second arc. You have no idea what you were talking about, which I can relate to much of the time, but not this time because you don't know what the fuck you were talking about, Mark underscore L underscore Miller, three exclamation points. It took millenniums. Isn't so it, wait, in order it? to understand uh, first issue, I have to go read five, six, seven, and eight of Thanos? Yes. I had to for that fucking Captain. Sounds... I had to enjoy Captain enjoy Captain America last week, and you were all okay with it. You had a, well, what? What are you talking about? You didn't have to read shit before Captain America. Yes, you did. We no, you did it. First... Look, we agreed <laughs> that the first quarter of the book was wrap up. No, you would. You did that. I didn't. I said it was all new story, but except for the fact that he references that he's trying to get better at being, you know, um, he's like... dealing with the new status quo. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Guys, yeah. masking the pain. It took millenniums, although I think he meant millennia. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It took millenniums. I don't think we actually know how long, but the distance between Frank Castle and the Cosmic Ghost Rider is only matched by how fucking wrong Mark underscore L underscore Miller is for Frank Castle to be 
come the cosmic ghost rider. One issue in this story arc was dedicated to his backstory, and it was a surprise reveal who he was. A great issue that briefly becomes a buddy romp between Galactus and the cosmic ghost rider kicking ass through the universe. Read the damn comic. That's your job. You read that comic like a good little comic nerd. It's my job. Sincerely, hump your own butt, superhero robot. Uh, I love this email. Best, best, best email ever. Yeah. I, I love it that he thinks this is a job. <laughs> if so, my paycheck, I yeah. need to go talk to HR. because yeah. You're not receiving uh, I, one. I am not receiving my paycheck. Well, I think I think I saw you've got two dollars a month coming in from Patreon. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Making hey, fun of my Patreon. Hey Mark, what's your Patreon again? Your Patreon is fucking. I terrible. found it the other day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why don't you read it off then? If you're so. It's funny. ML Miller writes. You're very good. Yay. Uh, all right. So that was a great, fantastic email uh, from Superhero that's, Robot. Uh, that's your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, so I don't think if is there anything to respond here other than I agree, Mark, no, you shouldn't have to read a whole second story arc of another series in order to understand. And I don't think you did. I think they explained ghost rider to us in the first couple of pages. Yeah. Um, I felt like, cause I haven't read it either. I didn't know the, the Thanos series either. Why but, don't you do your job, JD? Hey, well, it is actually technically my job. <laughs> I should. It is technically, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, I own yeah, a comic yeah, book yeah. store. It is my job to yeah, know what's going true. on. Profession. Um, but yeah, yeah, I felt like Thanos, um, not Thanos, Cosmic Ghost Rider number one was a pretty easy jumping on point for me. But It was. It was just that, you know, the personality it change. Sure. If there was like a, the thing is, this is an alternate. This isn't the real Frank Castle. So whatever. Yeah. You already don't care. You're already like not giving a shit yeah. because you don't, I don't like care. alternate characters. I'm, I'm not going to be reading part number two. <laughs> also, we have another email from Christopher St. Saucy. Good night. Oh. Dear fellas, my emails would make a lot more sense if they were read in a timely manner. Aha. But you all seem to be able to suss it out anyways. I caved and listened to this week's episode because while I skipped going to the shop last week, I did go this week and still forgot my copies of Batman 50 and Catwoman number one. And I didn't want to wait another two weeks to listen. Plus, JD had already spoiled it for me by commenting on some article on Facebook. So, it's another bat vent by Tom King with an, with an satis, unsatisfactory ending, huh? The Batman issues have been good, but I only cared for two of the five preludes. Red Hood versus Anarchy and Joker versus Harley Quinn. And even that one wasn't great. I get that you guys have to take breaks for life reasons, but I hate that you don't go back and cover books from the weeks that you miss. Like, for instance, Multiple Man number one. Looking forward to your takes on Farmhand number one and Die, Die, Die number one next week. Chris St. Saucy, good night. How does he know what we're doing next week? Um, I guess he's just demanding that we read those two books for this week. Holy fuck, that I, was weird. I guess that was his way of like <laughs> saying, hey, you guys should do these books. Um, we did do those books. And we did do them. Yeah, that's where I'm creeped out. Yeah, we're about to do them. Yeah. Um, so he's right. Uh, so there was a, you know, we talked about how Batman 50 was spoiled by uh, the New York Times and all of these uh, websites that uh, cater to comic book fans and stuff. But I made the mistake of commenting on one of those Facebook posts from one of those outlets and saying, Oh, the only, 
spoiler for me was that anyone thought that they would eventually get married anyway. Uh, to which I guess people on my timeline were able to see that I commented that, which in turn spoiled it for them. Yep. So yeah, that that can be kind of tricky when trying not to spoil things. But eh. yeah, meh. Yeah. <laughs> Good point, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> I, I'm over it. Meh. I'm over. I see. I was over it. Sorry. Uh, I'm not as mad this week as I was last week. Well, that, this week was, was a real good week of comics, yeah. I think. Yeah, I was piping hot last yeah, week. He was excessively mad. It wasn't that bad of a week. Let's see. Oh, we have one more email from Christopher Goodnight. And this one says, And yeah, Mark, Man of Steel felt a little drawn out. It didn't need to be its own miniseries, or at least it didn't need to be six issues long. They showed the same scene of Jor-El, so showing... Oh, Jorso, he says, of Jorel showing up at the apartment over and over for four of the six issues before we found out exactly what happened and before we got any info. And as soon as he said he was going to take him or become obvious what was going to happen, why not release it in May when there was five Wednesdays and make it a five issue mini? Do you all really think Kal-El is responsible for those fires or is that kid lying? I just assumed he was lying. The series as a whole varied between good and great. I think the kid is a fucking liar. Look at him. He's obviously a piece mm-hmm. of shit. Yeah, He's obviously a little piece of shit. Anyone fuck under the age kid. of 16 is a piece of shit. He's fuck wearing it. a t-shirt. Oh, tennis like, those, shoes. like those kids wear? Dungarees. Any, dungarees. Any, any kid that wears a t-shirt and, and oh. dungarees. Tennis shoes. He was stupid millennial. Terrified. Tennis shoes. Tenny, tenny, tenny shoes? <laughs> no, he's just, now he went off the rails. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Go. So uh, thank you so much, Chris Saint Saucy. Good night. And uh, <laughs> Superhero Robot, thank you for writing in. We love it. And uh, mm-hmm. let's talk about some comic books. I don't yeah. know. Where should we start? Let's see. What's up on my computer? I'll tell you right now. It's die, die, die. Let's start with that one. No, start with another one. I'm going through that right now. All right. Let's start with. Superman number one, since we were just talking about Man of Steel. Cool. Sure. Uh, put out by DC Comics, obviously. Written by oh, Brian Michael that. Bendis with art by Ivan Rice, Joe Prado on inks, Alex Sinclair on <laughs> colors. What did you guys think of this book, Rob? No, you're reading. It, Mark? Okay. <laughs> um, I thought it was – I think it's interesting what he's doing here. Which part? I don't. I don't know if I know what he's doing, or if I'm just assuming things, or if I'm just totally wrong. All of those things. Usually, <laughs> um, I liked the recap page at the very beginning. I'm uh-huh. um, just kind of catching everybody up. I thought that was nice. Uh, mm-hmm. This Dominator fight was a little just random and out of the blue. Well, I I thought it was really weird. I thought it was a weird decision for Superman to make. He is out looking for his family because he's lost contact with them. Jor-El took um, Lois and John Kent, Superboy, with him across the galaxy to give John Kent some experience for the summer, right? And then Superman lost contact with him, so he's out just fucking, I don't know, looking in space. And he he sees... (laughs) 74, 746 million miles away, he sees that the Dominator Ar- Armada are coming right for Earth. I mean, right for it. 
and yet they're 746 million miles away. I'm just saying they could have turned before then to go somewhere else. But my man, yeah. my man Kal-El just went through and started smashing everything all to bits without even You're saying even, anything. Not, you know not what? They, not they use velocity as their propellant. Due to a charter that was written up at the end of Invasion 89, the Dominators are not even allowed to look at her. <laughs> uh, yeah, otherwise <laughs> Superman will fuck you up. Don't even look at us, <laughs> fucking dominate, Dominators. Real, yeah. real, real science answer. They can use if they're using velocity. They would. You can pretty much suss out their trajectory. And most yeah. species probably have to use velocity because the amount of fuel would be extraordinary. It's a waste. You don't maybe, need it. Maybe they were just going to like bring us some fucking cupcakes. They were coasting around. They're the dominators. Look at those faces. Well, hey, oh, they can't I help see. how they look. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And they're racist. Past <laughs> and they're past deeds of trying to destroy the earth. Well, maybe they were, uh, like, turning over factors. a new leaf, and they were like, you know what? Maybe we should stop taking over the Earth. I know we look, look mm-hmm. gross, but maybe we could go and apologize and bring them some cupcakes. And then Superman they, murdered you us. Have interste- you, have, you have interstellar travel. Fashion some prosthetic lips before you come <laughs> back to barter. First, <laughs> first off, their name are the Dominators. <laughs> They're gonna have to change their name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's step back. Right. That's what they were heading to Earth for to just say, "Hey guys, we changed our we changed name our to names the to the Jolly Fellas." Yeah, the Jolly. Yeah, the Jolly Fellas. <laughs> and we we have made these lips that we're gonna stick on the wax lips. They're just wax they, lips. They were coming to Earth to buy a, a supply of wax lips. Yeah. <laughs> to steal our local dollar heads. store. Yeah. And <laughs> Superman comes out and just annihilates them. He doesn't even talk to them. That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's just out of the blue. He just comes through and pings through all their ships like yeah. a freaking a... ricocheting bullet. And then he just goes back to Earth. Like Then he's like, oh, okay. You know what? They're going to take care of themselves. Like Lois and Clark, Lois and John, they'll be fine. Lois has got this. I'm just going to go back to Earth now. Yep. The diamond well, he also, like, motherfucker. Yeah, he also realized the, the the trip was somewhat futile. So you're torn between duty and your family. <laughs> and, you know, and we've all been there, I think, at a certain point. And he knows that the chances of finding his family are a gajillion to none. Yeah. So, I, I get that. I get that. All right. I'm not too weird. No, I, yeah, but it's just weird that he starts off on this mission, even. That's mm-hmm. kind of just... It doesn't make sense. Superman is not uh, like a big dumb guy. He's smart. He's he's got a mission, and obviously he can't even have a conversation with John Jones without him having to dart away six times, mm-hmm. which was just annoying. I like I like that. Me too. I like that, but it's not like he was talking to Jimmy Olsen. He was talking to a a being that was of equal power to him that could have Except- taken it. It could have been some cool pages of them fighting together, which also could have shown the similarities in their powers as well as their origins. Nah, I don't care. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, I feel like John Jones doesn't move as fast as Supes does. Like, I think Supes was like, pium, pium, and then he would, like, take care of the thing. So by the time he explained what was happening to John, he sort of just took care of everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, I felt like it was just quick yeah, to but- do this. I no, think I, he. I think he's got advanced hearing too, and advanced sense. He yeah, probably he knew that was going. What was going on? Oh no, because yeah, he had to explain to him. Yeah, 
Well, that's he true. Had, and he's not looking. He's not fine-tuning his senses. I think they're damn close to each other, except the one where he went and he goes, no, there was a fire. You couldn't come along. I thought that yeah. was... I, I thought funny. that was a good beat and a good moment. And and make no doubt, yeah. Mark, what you're saying is the altruistic right thing to do in the first issue. JD and I are just selfish as fuck, and we didn't want our comic belabored by acquisition. <laughs> no, so you're, I'm just you're saying. correct. No, Mark, you're correct, actually, is what I'm saying. They could have that, fought in on the moon together. That would have been fun, especially if it's a giant ape on the moon. John Jones is perfect for that. That was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, why? I guess what's with the sentient monkeys? Is that the Grodd people? Man, probably. Yeah. 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 It's by a big girl, Grodd. Um, or Monster Mala. What did you think? Oh, nice. What did you think of um, the Fortress of Solitude? You know, it's, it's new location yep. in the um, Bermuda Triangle. People go by the Bermuda Triangle all the time. But then they, they never come out. It's not like it's in the middle of the snow in the Arctic. You know, that is, you can understand, nobody can survive those conditions to go there. Yeah. But in the Bermuda Triangle. Honestly, I, I don't know enough about the Bermuda Triangle. Something about lee lines and everything. There's a, there's like a, um, uh, you know, there's a rumor that there's weird things happening there. Mm hmm. But it seems like a place that's where, like, the challengers of the unknown should be mm-hmm. and not, not, Superman. not Superman. But whatever. Yeah. Um, let, him have o- let him have ocean front for a change. Come I on. didn't care about that that much other than the fact that not only does he grow the, the thing, but he grows everything inside of it again. No. No, no. The alien missing, zoo. No, he's missing everything from that. I think it's just he's the new just house. saying in the in the future, here's Will who he'll keep his shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's got all the all Alien the old dude. stuff, yeah. Um or, you yeah, know what? Maybe no, he was no. able to, to salvage some of the stuff from the old you know, it's probably Yeah. He's just bringing over what was left. Not he's the city like of Candor, that's for sure. He's got the, I was just gonna say brought the destroyed Candor with him. Yeah. The smear of Candor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what I what what I noticed not only are they suggesting they suggested at the end of this one the last one that Superman was starting the fires possibly, mm-hmm. um, but they also had this little beat in this conversation between John Jones and Superman about he's like you should lead the world and then John Jones says something that's a little weird he says take over all of it set it towards the right and hope it isn't wait what's he say take over all of it and set it toward a future in which hope isn't just an ideal but uh yeah and then superman goes take like you know it it it, it's close to them it's close to almost being a villain talk a man a person talking to a villain and we've seen this before happening between john jones like characters um, but not John Jones himself. So it would be interesting if what he's trying, what he's doing here, is pitting John Jones against Superman here somewhere down the line, hmm. it, where they're almost having a debate on two sides of the story. Um, and then they kind of, he kind of leaves the the debate open. Uh, he says, he says, "I love you, John," but and then John goes, "Think about it, sit with it. If not you, who?" And then you know, obviously him. He's the other person of almost equal power 
that has that type of almost godhood. And then it leaves with this big kind of solemn thing on his face, emotionless, and Superman le- just leaving him behind. The bag of Oreos. Yeah, I thought that was an, a weird thing for um, John Jones to say. But also, yeah. I mean, he always he's always been a little of a weird dude. Also, I this agree. is the New 52 a- version of him, which is different than the right. version I'm used to. What were you going to say, Rob? I was going to say, it was also a very deliberate beat. There's a seed of that coming in the future. I mean, he, he truly he truly meant take over. And, you know, as they set this kind of world galactic stage for humanity, I guess because the wall is broken and all these new universes opened up, I'm sort of not understanding why all of a sudden humanity is space bound. Well, I think that's what he means, yeah, with the source wall and all that. But, okay, um, all right. That's and also... War is always coming. There's always a war coming. True. He was talking about us becoming part of the galactic civilization finally. And sorry, but all these fuckers have been around for years. I'm trying to remember what this catalyst is that is going to thrust the human humans through the cosmos. Now, all of a sudden, we need a global leader. Uh, It'll be be Bendis. Other thing, redoing invasion. You know, that's what he's going to do. Cause Bendis. Okay, cool. Cause Bendis. Yeah, yeah. He's going to come back. I mean, we we had Bendis has done this at at, uh, Marvel a couple of times, just kind of redone sort of things, brought stuff back. Um, Not only not, but just like um, not for nostalgia's sake, but just kind of brought stuff back and done it again. And the the fact that John and him have this conversation, they're talking about these bigger things happening and the dominators showing up in this issue. That seems a little bit weird. Don't you think you just clued together? Good cluing. Clued but, uh, it. All right. And then, and then I'm, I'm really, I, there's, there's some, there, this is a dense, dense book, but they talk about Superman creating all these fires. They, he goes and he flies away from John Jones. He's sitting there thinking I can raise my boy father um, to do what? Put out fires in his baby clothes. And he goes, that is not what I do. And he's flying away, and there's blue behind him. Then there's, like, more blue behind him. And then there's fire behind him. And So I wonder if it's, like, is he inadvertently causing fires just by going really fast? (laughs) Um, That doesn't seem likely because they're all very specifically um, in Metropolis at different locations, right? Like, they're trying to look together, look at all of the locations and figure out where its origin is. Yeah, I think that's supposed to be visually showing us that everything's getting sucked. I don't know. It felt like to me like everything was getting sucked into the negative zone because that's the big reveal at the end of the issue. There is Earth. The entire Earth is inside the negative zone where they just sent Roggle Czar in the Man yeah. of Steel series. So I will be back next issue. Yeah, I was wondering if that was just a visual representation of everything getting sucked into the Phantom Zone. Maybe. So. Either. Or he could be he could be crop dusting and had beans last night. It's true, it's true. <laughs> but yeah, I think this has been great, man. I, I really enjoyed most of Man of Steel. I had a couple of issues with it, no pun intended. But uh, this first issue, I thought was great. You know what else they added besides the shorts at the beginning? What? Truth, justice, and the American way. Oh, is that in there? Yeah, the very beginning. Oh, look at that. That's interesting. 
Because, yeah. like, for a long time, they said that they didn't put the American way. People oh, yeah. were kind of complaining about that. That was but, huge. Uh, that was uh, issue number 700 or something like that, I think. Action. Yeah. Nice. But, um, yeah, now it's back. Championing truth, justice, and the American way. Jeez. Right on. <laughs> Classic. Yes. Um, but good issue, and I think uh, Ivan Rice is channeling uh, Neil Adams a little bit in the way he's drawing Superman's face. Um, classic Neil Adams, like with the shading. Um, there are just a couple of them that I look that that just reminded me really a lot of of uh, like that. What was that Muhammad Ali versus Superman book? Yes, yeah, 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 that one. Stuff yeah. like that. There's just uh, just with Superman. There, I think he's he's really becoming a just one of the best artists in the biz right now. It, Agreed. It's, I mean, it's I've always, I mean, stuff. ever since he showed up, I've seen hints of um, of, of that work in there. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. it, I feel like he's always looked at uh, Neil Adams. But yeah, there's there's just a soft softness to his stuff in this issue that I I didn't notice before, but I hmm. I really like it. The, oh the, yeah. Like the faces, it's it's not as rigid as you see some people making them. Yeah, he's great. In pos- possibly the in another book this week that I might have an unpopular opinion about. Um, <laughs> do you want to? Which I was going to go on to Flash number fifty. Oh no, we can do that. Okay. It's up to you. No, All right. I, I, but the, I also there's something about that artwork too that I wanted to comment about. But we well, here we go. Whatever you want to do. Flash right. number fifty. Was also put out by DC with, uh, was written by Joshua Williamson with art by Howard Porter. And, uh, I was really surprised that they were going this hard on Wally's past, uh, with this whole Flash War thing. We started to, they started to touch on Wally's kids. And, uh, um, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to Elon Musk up the podcast. Um, <laughs> his ears are everywhere. But yeah, man, I thought this was really interesting, especially for uh, Wally fans. Now, yeah. I'm a Wally fan, but I'm not a fan of his children. I think that was a horrible time in the in the Flash series. But um, it's kind of interesting that they're looking back at, at uh, all of that stuff that Wally's been missing. It's kind of cool. It is, but I'm something about Howard Porter's artwork. Mm-hmm. It makes me it, it, it when I'm looking at it, they they feel kind of scrunched a little bit. Oh yeah, everyone's a little they, stout. <laughs> they're a little stocky and stout, but they look like they're just action figures moving around, like hmm. drawings of action figures, like. Uh, there's just I don't know why, but they look like toys. They don't look like real human people. Maybe it's the giant eyes that he gives them. I, then there's this kind of stout legs that they uh, that that are, are always there. But that this through this whole series, it just feels like he's adopted this style where um, where it's there. These are just like action figure poses. Hmm. And I love the ginormous fat cocks that look like shark heads. What? What comic are you reading? <laughs> look at the junk on Bad Flash <laughs> on the first splash page that Oops. looks like the nose of a hammerhead shark coming out of his pants. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Rob. You're right, actually. Yeah, yeah I don't. He's, 
Hey, on. man, he just became th- – th- this is Zoom becoming the Flash for the first time. So he's hard as red. fuck. So he's, like, engorged. Yeah, he is a little – yeah, he is a little bit excited. Bulbous. There at that. Yeah, I you was... understand the shape. Now, it's not excited. It requires a vertical vagina. <laughs> So the thing no, I noticed about it is stretching the, uh, he's stretching his costume. The problem I had was the Flash is standing on solid ground with his pose, but then yeah. the stuff he's standing on is sideways. <laughs> yeah. Like his yeah, heels should be down actually holding on to the things he's standing on, not He's like yeah. standing on his tippy toes. It doesn't make any sense. His ankles should be twisted or bent a little or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He should be yeah. since he's mastering all of these forces. Um the strength force, the girth force. <laughs> the, what, what is what is the the sage force and the strength force? Sage force, no, but there's also a third force that the they still talked about. Force. Still force, yeah. So we're we're learning of all these new forces. So he's he should be like maybe floating there, maybe that would make that would make it look a little better if his feet were floating, but they're not. I st- I th- still don't like the red and silver costume of Wally. Hmm. They should just give him a regular Flash costume, but with the top cut off, so his hair can show up. What'd you think of the story, Rob? No, don't come to me yet. Go to JD first. I'll tell you what I thought of the story, Mark. What'd you think of the story? Good. It was pretty good. Was pretty I, know, good. I liked it. It felt it felt um interesting. I was. It was a little weird that Wally and Barry were fighting for the past two issues, but I understand that Wally's main concern was getting back everything he lost, his children, his wife, all of that time. So I understand that. But then immediately they're best friends again as soon as uh, Zoom shows up and fucks fucks him up. So it felt – I mean I – Part of me feels like it was really rushed, but the other part of me is even if I'm fighting with my friend and because I want to save my family and he wants me to n- not ruin the world, um, and then someone else tried to m- murder both of us, I feel like we would team up against him. It just for some reason it felt yeah. quick. I-, I can't explain why. Well, things move fast in the Flash universe. Hey. I think this is also <laughs> God. It's also because this is part four. I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Um, but even through all of this stuff, there was he was, I mean, with, without being having a pun, but he's turning on a dime. Like, like, uh, like Flash is just basically going from he's he's very reactionary in this. Uh, Wally West is very reactionary, um, and Barry, as usual, is just a little bit more cautious. He's a little bit more nerdy, a little bit. A little bit patronizing, a little bit too. I mean, he's really pissing off Kid Flash. It seems. Oh yeah. Like he is storm. Like Kid Flash is storming off angry every every issue of this series. It seems, but uh, lately they're really distancing him because he's hanging out more with Damien. Damien, which is oh um, yeah. He's on the new Titans now, and uh, Damien's Damien a bad having, influence. Yes. Um, it, it's I love it the final page reveal oh yeah I just, I just wish it would have been incorporated in the city in or in the uh, story a little bit more mm-hmm. um, you get a you get a little part of it when Wally 
has his flashback and you see Max Mercury, you see Impulse, you see uh, Jay Garrick, you see Jesse Quick, uh, all those different um, Flash different family flashes. Members. Yeah, yeah uh, like a team flash. But uh, it it's I think that if you just started reading at New 52, you wouldn't know who the hell Bart Allen is. Right. They haven't even mentioned Bart in the last couple of Yeah, which is Barry's years. grandson. Yeah. 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 From the future. But mm-hmm. he's but he was I mean Impulse was pretty big there for a long time. Oh yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like yeah, you can bring back Impulse, but that's really going to just really highlight how just uninteresting Kid Flash is. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I love. I mean, I really loved. Impulse was one of my favorite, like, books. Like in the what was it? Early nineties, late nine, late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And when they got rid of him, that was a that was really frustrating. Um, so that's going to be a lot of um, adjustment there. But I don't know how old is Impulse here. Is he still like what eight years old? Ten years he looks old. young. He looks way younger than Wally. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely not Kid Flash. He's younger than Kid yeah. Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe he's more like uh, uh, John Jonathan Kent's age. Yeah. So. Oh, that'd be cute. We'll have we'll have Jonathan Kent and Damian Wayne and Impulse. That might be fun. It's Young Justice yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm. Hmm. But yeah, I, I I thought this was fun. I liked it a lot. Um, I was excited to see Bart Allen back. Um, it, it's weird, though, because I was thinking that Wally West was acting a little bit like Impulse in this because he was very, you know, he's being very impulsive. And he was just, you know, like you were saying, turning on a dime from, from one thing to another. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't feel like the Wally I grew up with. But again, nah. it's trauma. Like he's missing his entire family. So I, I understand him acting weird. I mean... <sighs> Stuff like that has made villains out of lesser characters. So, yeah. Um, at least they didn't, vil- you know, make him a, a complete villain. He was just trying to fight for his family. Um, yeah. So yeah. my 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 biggest issue, and it's been since the beginning, so it's not just this issue. It's Barry and Wally being almost the same person, in that they have made this version of Barry far more reverent, far lighter, and and the normalizing of the age between the two yeah i has has really taken away a lot of the impact or the dynamic of the relationship um, well they keep on creating these kind of really compelling flash characters i think um they they made a, a quite a few really good ones it just i think that just shows like how good mark wade like how his run was uh, that right. that's when he really kind of uh, established all of these guys and then Jeff Johns kind of expanded on it but um, I think that Mark Wade really did make some great uh, Flash stories back in the day uh, I absolutely agree with you is one one of those characters that was able to transcend and trans and you know keep going it was one where they were able to do a swap out in the Silver Age or not Silver Age but you know slightly modern post age. Silver Age modern yeah. age thank you with a new character Mm-hmm. Right, it's never worked. I mean, they always reset. They say, eh, "Fooled you, not a death." Oh, they're back to life because uh, they just haven't been able to create uh, each age's iteration. But Wally was one that stuck. To which I go, "Why the fuck then?" Once again, 
Bury. You know, why why come bury if I'm going to put it in idiocracy terms? Yeah, it's just – and I don't know literally anybody who disagrees with that point of view. I don't think I've met no. anyone who was like, yeah, Barry, awesome. And especially because they came when he came back with the new 52, they made him younger. So now he's the same yeah. as uh, Wally's age. So right. I don't know if it's – they're probably a couple of years off at this point, but – and they, they tweaked his personality for the modern time, too, to make him more affable. He was always very serious. He was always very studious. And they, they've just they've taken away an element of that yep. to to make him more likable and relatable, I think, to a younger demographic. We say, yeah. who yeah. was asking for Barry? No one was asking for Barry back. But we're now deep enough into this new 52 universe, seven years, that that's almost an entire generation of comic uh, yeah. readers. Yeah, uh, uh, grown on that. I, I'm always interested to see what they think. They're probably thinking that Wally is just this piece of unnecessary baggage. Why do yeah. we need yeah. this fucker who's so much like our Barry? Sure. And I guess that's a pre- passage of time. But then don't bring him back. Uh, pick pick a lane, guys. You yeah. Know? As pick much a- as I grew up with Barry and love Barry, I meant Wally. I almost agree with you that just should have just left him. You know, I would have mourned him. Yeah. I would have gotten over it eventually. Uh, or I would have grumbled about it for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, I think Flashpoint would have been a good place for him to sacrifice himself again. Yeah. Um, or maybe this teaser at the very end here. You saw the teaser at the end, right? Uh, yeah. After Bart, where uh, like yeah, this inmate, inmate. Inmate crisis. Crisis. Yeah. And they have worlds like coming together so i don't know if that means we're headed for another crisis maybe this is like you know maybe this is tied to the superman stuff i don't know that looked like that looked like dark side popping out but it's could be either dark side it could be an anti-monitor it could be you know yeah i'm not sure who that is but um i like that there's a villain now called crisis i'm into that that's fine yeah but I, I like what Josh Williamson has done here. I, I really did enjoy this flash war. I, I thought it was kind of bombastic and crazy. Um, he introduced, he did this sort of a Jeff Johns thing where Jeff Johns introduced new elements that made sense for Green Lantern. But now yeah. he's done this with the flash, with the different speed force, the still force and the strength force, so on and so forth. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, I also like it that uh, the flashes can't go through time anymore. Yes, finally. Which... To me, that cleans it up. It yep. solves a lot of problems, uh, even though, I mean, this villain escapes in the 25th century now that he can't, they can't go back. But um, I don't know what that means. I don't know yeah. if that's a character that will be able to do that or I don't know. It's probably some character we've all forgotten about mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll smack mm-hmm. our heads yeah. when we see who it is. The thing that I think the only thing that bothers me is there was a scene in here where in episode number 49, the future is getting overwritten, not overwritten, but like wiped out with a white nothingness. Right. And so we thought that Kid Flash, Iris and Captain Cold, Commander Cold uh, were you're vanished. And then it finds out, oh, they're no when. It's like, that's not a thing. It's a and place. Then, that's, so that's. that's... So they're floating there in no when, and then they're like, uh, Wally, you, you, Kid Flash, you have to run, but you're floating in no when. You can't just, you can't just say run when there's no friction or anything to run on. Yeah. But I don't know. That's just me being, I guess, a little silly about it, but 
It was just like, what is he running on? Nothing. He's just, they're floating there. Anyway. He's, yeah. running, he's running on light waves. Sure. You can't, you can't pull that string. The, the whole sweater is going to come apart if you start pulling that's, on that's, that that's, string. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we, read, we read comics. Yeah, I know. So I know. He's running on light waves, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what bothers so me. quickly, he can run on fucking light waves. <laughs> what bothers me now, though, is we have Commander Cold and we have Captain Cold. We have two Captain Colds now. <laughs> Remember, oh, God. Last, remember last book where I signed out the whole Dominator thing? I'm making up 50% of that, so... That's fine. Yeah, light particles. Um, well, what no, else was I, I going to say? I hate it that we have two Captain Colds now. Can't we just... We heard you, for God's sake. Ah, we get that. it. Oh, Wa- I like that Wally's name is now Wallace. Um, Black Wally West? His yeah. name is Wallace West now. So I'm like, okay, good. Now I can... It's easier to differentiate. I don't have to say Black Kid Flash. Um, and if the and if the um, the flashes can quadruple, it would make sense. The villains need to double. Right, exactly. There's so many flashes now. Sorry, I algebra there. I yeah. apologize. But, so um, they needed to have Bart and Wally go somewhere, and then Barry and Wallace go somewhere. How would you guys feel if they went uh, back to what they originally had, which was? What was it? Um, Barry Allen was in one world, Earth Two, yeah. right? Um, or I guess Barry was in or, on on Earth One, and then no. Jim Garrick was on Earth Two. Yes. Would you be okay with that? With like Wally and uh, Impulse being on Earth Two, but then Barry and other kid Flash being on Earth One? Would you be okay with that? No. No. Why not? No. <laughs> I just think, picking an answer. <laughs> no, but Keystone City is right next door to what's the other city that's right? They're twin cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not just have Wally at one city and Barry at the other city, solve and stuff? If they need to team up, they're right next door to each other. Yep. And that's that. Okay, that's good too. Yeah, yeah. It was. What is it? It's like Bloodhaven, Keystone, Haven, Keystone what the, what the and yeah. What's the other one? I forget. Not star. Fuck. Yes. Central. Central City. Central City. Central City. Yes. So Keystone and Central City are like right next to each other. And then they, yeah. And they do that and they get into adventures. It's like Bloodhaven and Gotham. Yes. They're close enough. You get the fallout. So if there's a big event like Heat Wave or, yeah, Heat Wave starts torching downtown everything, then both of them can come help them. But. They have their own adventures in different ways. Uh, well, it's a non-issue for me if it's not a, an ongoing comic. And I'll go again. This Barry is not Barry. This is not the Barry of the Silver Age. This, yeah. is, this is not as focused of a Barry. This is not as driven of Barry. That was a juxtaposition when Wally came in, was Wally was such a fuck up with the powers and and used it for such and I'm not saying this Barry Allen is as debaucherous as Wally was, but he, there there's a lighter air to this one. He's yeah. he is just well, not studious and serious. Wally dated Wally, you know, made mistakes. He dated the wrong people sometimes. He did you know, he he was a kind of like a, a common guy. He was a worker in uh he he worked on the cars yeah yeah he was like a blue collar guy um and then 
Barry was the the science geek nerd. He had the he was like never really like dating, mm-hmm. um, and he had like the one love of his life with, uh, with uh, Iris, and that's it. it yeah, seems. I think we moving all, forward, also... they really need to um, accentuate those differences with these two characters. I think so. Yeah. I, I would love to see Josh Williamson kind of now that they had this big flash war, just kind of reel back a little bit and just have a story that interweaves these characters and makes them because I mean, they, at the end of the day, they are characters just because they all have flash powers. They can have characters interact in different ways and, yeah. and still be interesting. Um, but uh, it, it, they can use the, them. I mean, they do it with green lanterns where, each Green Lantern has a, a personality with the way they use their speed force, and I'd like to see some differentiation between agreed or, uh, between the speed force. And, yep. Um, so, because I mean, Guy is definitely not uh, Barry uh, or ha- um, Hal. Or yeah, Hal, and and you now you have the the the, uh, the new two, the Vanessa and the one guy with the mask and guns. Simon. Simon, yeah. So that's a lot of that's a lot of Green Lanterns. And Holy Kyle. fuck! Holy fuck! Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm what? so stu- Oh, I'm such a stupid dummy, dumb. What? Wow. This entire time, I never. Fuck me! I never realized who was the Flash of Keystone City. Keystone City was Jay Garrick, I think. That was Jay. This yeah. entire, I am forty goddamn years old, and I just <laughs> now realized. That that was supposed to be Philadelphia. The key, it was the Keystone State, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Pennsylvania is the Keystone State. What else did they do to allude to that, though? I don't know. Is I just it... feel like you know. I feel you know. When I was growing up, Gotham was mm-hmm. basically you know uh, Manhattan, New York, um, New right. York, and and uh, they, they were sort of based on different uh, real life cities. And now now of course they they exist alongside. So there's a Gotham and a New York City in in DC Comics, but. Uh, all this time, it never occurred to me that the Keystone City was supposed to be Pennsylvania. Or I thought there isn't there a real Twin Cities somewhere? Yeah, in the Midwest. Which what is are, where what I are they? Believe Keystone City is. That's where I thought. That's what I thought. Oh yeah. That's what I'm pretty. Yeah. All right. Good. You're I feel okay, better. Buddy. I feel good. It's not. No, they don't have anything to do with each other. Oh. Whew, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Someone will, someone will e- email I us. Thought you, I thought when you did that, I thought you, you weren't recording. Oh, I'm recording. No, I, I double check. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I always like quadruple check. Actually, yeah. Experts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, all right, let's move on to another goddamn book. I don't know. We did Superman. We did Flash. Those are both DC. Let's do Marvel Comics. Yay! Amazing Ooh. Spider-Man number one came out from Marvel this week with... Uh, Writing words by Nick Spencer and pencil arts by Ryan Otley. And I, of course, I loved it. I loved it so much. I thought it was a lot of fun. I was a little worried because Nick Spencer did not do an outstanding job on the Hydra Cap stuff, I don't think. Or at least on Secret Empire, uh, specifically. No. But I did really love his The Fix from Image Comics. And his Superior Foes of Spider-Man, which he had done maybe 10 years ago, which was, I thought, really funny. And I thought... And I liked uh, um, what he did with um, Falcon Cap. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that was a good series as well. Yeah, I guess the only thing I really didn't like was Secret Empire, the event itself. Yeah, and, and, and Captain America, and that that Captain America. Yeah. 
than Steve Rogers. But um, yeah, man, I thought this was a bucket of fun. I do have one major issue with it, uh, but I want to see what you guys feel. How did, how did you feel about this, Mark? Um, I really like this issue. Um, it it it's really bulky. Uh, there was a lot of really like good storytelling and stuff like that mm-hmm. in in this issue. You got your money's worth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, my only issue with this this whole thing is. I just don't know about this Brian Otley art. Ah! Um, I know (laughs) it reminds me these big splash pages. It reminds me of like Eric Larson a little bit. Even it's just, I'm okay with that. I love Eric Larson. Yeah. Yeah. Eric Eric Larson is way too stiff. Um, His figures are too stiff. I, I, I don't know the art just, I, I, I don't know. I like Ryan Otley. This is what I. This was my unpopular opinion. (laughs) But um, look at like the faces are just a little bit too cartoony, and in a bad way. A lot of times there is no background in um, in these things. I hate the way he draws the kingpin. I mean, (laughs) what what is that? Uh That's supposed to be a. That's supposed to be a cravat, right? Or a, a. Ascot? ascot yeah and it looks like a fucking just scarf around his neck yeah um, he's big no he's never had that, that for the kingpin to wear that. an ascot he has to use a scarf he's got so much <laughs> neck actually it's a blanket <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know i it just felt like uh, it felt like a lot of the backgrounds were just plain um and it, it just didn't feel i i mean so Peter uh, sees this girl who he dated, possibly. Um, I think he asked her out at school. Yeah. I don't know if he dated her. But, I mean... Cindy Lawton. Yeah, she's like... Her hair is like all... <laughs> like It's just a really bad hairdo. I wonder if and it's it, like... I wonder if it's from... Because it's from the original, like, old, old, old Spidey stuff from the 60s. I wonder yeah. if, like, he... Just gave her the same haircut she had in high school. I don't know, but it's just a really, it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's a soccer mom haircut. Yeah. Um, I was going to say grandma, but yeah, soccer dates, grandma. He did. Yeah. Aunt May has a more modern haircut than her. Yeah, and yeah. she, she's like, and I guess, I don't know. She's supposed to be a school, like a school mom sort of mm-hmm. person. I don't know. But uh, that didn't seem believable when Peter was like dating supermodels and you know super villains like like uh, you know Black Cat and MJ and Gwen and this just doesn't seem like she's in Peter's like range wheelhouse <laughs> wheelhouse yeah or type yeah I don't know um, those two things are like the only things that really bothered me about mm-hmm. this issue I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know this whole the 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 plagiarism thing. This and uh, last week when um, when on Captain America, I, it, they're dealing with issues that are. This is what I love about comics, you, and this is what was missing from comics for a long time. That they're they're dealing with these really serious issues that could be preachy, but then they 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 realize that no this is going on in the marvel universe so we can actually have you know we we can have baron strucker being pardoned by the government and we can have stuff like that so it's kind of has a twinge of um of reflection of what's going on in the real world with it but then it also it's cool because it's doing that in with 
like some of the Marvel ways. Like in in this, she gives all these um, examples of um, the one girl went to a trans-dimensional doorway and got an alternate version of herself uh, in order to get a grant, and the other guy falsified it. Like, what did he do? Oh, he bribed a um, scrawls to help him yeah. on his his paper, and and the other guy um, sold his soul to, to Mephisto. And it's, <laughs> it, it it just it's cool that they are they're using the like different aspects of the Marvel universe in order to still talk about relevant topics yeah. and uh, and the way Peter was kind of found out here and how how Nick Spencer is kind of um, grabbing. Um, the the just all the stuff that Dan Slott set up and taking it in a different direction. I think that's really really well done. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree with all of that. I can't disagree with anything you just said, except for the Ryan Otley, Ryan Otley art. Uh, I can see that he hasn't found his footing yet as an artist for these characters, but I think it looks gorgeous. I think the coloring really helps it along. Um, the the backgrounds thing i think when there are backgrounds are needed he draws them and they look great but otherwise if they're not the main focus it's okay that they come and go um uh the my one big thing here was mj well, it was such a big deal for them to get rid of the marriage and get rid of the relationship and and they tried so hard and and they worked so and they they pissed off a lot of people to do it and yep now it's just back again and it's like uh but why like there's where do you go from here now like you've got mj and pete and they've already gotten together and then had their marriage ripped apart by the goddamn devil and now they're just like nah now we're just gonna start dating again so uh, i don't know i guess it leaves room for um a triangle like a love triangle but not really because they they both seem all in on this relationship now so well, I, I don't think so. I, I think that this is um, this is a new beginning. You start you starting fresh. Uh, it's like a brand like a brand new day. Like or a brand a fresh new start. day. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I knew when when he was like monologuing to somebody. Yeah. Um, in his spider suit, I knew it was MJ, even yes. though there was that was a long page of monologuing. But it it, it he would not be maskless talking to somebody other than mj that's the only person he can really go to um maybe we'll get mj's side of the story and see why she says yes later i'm and i'm sure that i i think that nick spencer is a good enough writer to be able to do that um but uh you know let him be happy it's always peter and mj but it wasn't it wasn't no, always it wasn't peter and MJ. for like a decade they tried really hard to keep them apart from each other, but um, it's you know it, it it's good that they're trying they're going back to something that actually worked. Mm. Maybe we'll have. I mean, his life is f- fucking falling apart. Mm. I don't know. Not really? I mean, a yeah, little. it is. He's got the uh, yeah. moral conundrum. His life is has crumbled. Yes, it's, it's everything is crumbled. <laughs> a couple of months ago, he was like basically a billionaire with an international company. Yeah, and yeah. now he's been disgraced in almost every way possible, except for his life. Yeah, he have a, now he doesn't even have the. He gets kicked out of the bugle. Oh yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Um, he gets his his 
all of his esteem, like his papers and and his his uh, what do you call it, diploma, yeah. everything. He's no longer a doctor. Take it away. Um, but I actually like that. I think that it made a lot of sense the way they did it. I thought that was really well yeah. done because I believe during the Superior Spider-Man thing, he mentions that he just turned in an old paper that he had written as Doctor Octopus. Yeah. Because you know when that happened, I was like, oh, that does sound familiar. Um, yeah. So that was some that was some good digging on um, Spencer's part. Well, remind me why the superheroes are mad at him. Superheroes? I thought th- I thought some of the heroes were mad at him too, but maybe I'm making that up. I don't think no. they are. No. Okay. He's just. He's, but they don't know who he is anymore. Yeah. They used to. Also, um, is that the only how... one that knows is Johnny Storm? Johnny Storm knows. Does he know? Okay. Um, th- it also doesn't make sense. If you're going to make a deal with the devil and the devil uses magic to make sure everyone forgets who you are and then also make sure that you're not with your girlfriend or your wife, how come they're allowed to just start dating again? Right? My man. He made a deal with the devil, the, the actual devil. And now yeah. he's just like, well, it's been long enough. Maybe the devil forgot. <laughs> well, they are maybe dealing with that here as well with Mysterio. So. Mysterio made a deal with some kind of devil. I don't know who or what that thing is at the end. Yeah, me neither. He's just some sort um, of demon, they say. Yeah, but um, I I liked the little backstory we got from uh, Mysterio. That I, was cool. I always thought he was kind of a – he was never my one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. Um, illusions just don't seem – once you know that this is, a, this is a villain that uses illusions, it's kind of like, like he's easier to fight. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, you know, that that's his thing. Um, so, but I <laughs> like this, this whole story about him being a sort of a rejected writer. And then he goes, okay, the world is going to be my stage and there, this, I'm going to be the the villain and I need heroes and, and all this stuff. How um, did he, uh, he also says that he used practical effects. How the fuck did he use practical effects to <laughs> fake an entire alien armada that, uh, I just, it was a little it's a very, it's very because silly. comics okay because it was light particles uh, ran he he built the 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 tactical effects out of um light particles yeah light particles uh right. or you know right. what they were unstable molecules they were they were unstable I, molecules i think it was a spectrum i think it was a light spectrum uh-huh uh different spectrums of light yeah so spectrum. He's on the, he's on the Damn spectrum. near killed him. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it that she barfs up beetles. The beetle yeah. barfs up beetles and bugs. Cool. Oh, yeah. I didn't even get that. Nicely done. Yeah. yeah um, super gross. Oh, what is this guy like the new vermin or I don't know. He's just like a demon. No, creature. He's, he's a literal demon, I think. Yeah. He's the, he's the oh. demon that um, Mysterio made a, a deal with before. Uh, or I guess after Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith killed him. Um, yeah. Oh. But anyway, I thought this was a bucket of fun. Like, I, you know, I have my one little problem with MJ. And there is a little piece of me that goes, oh, I like that MJ's back. But there's the part of me that, you know, worked hard to get over the fact that there was they, – they tore them apart. That's kind of like, ah, oh, come on. After all that, you're just going to do – ah, all right. <laughs> um. Is is this the same artist um, doing the second Mysterio story? So the first part of the Mysterio story is Humberto Ramos, and then at yeah. the end, 
the Empire State University bit, that is Ryan Otley again. Back to Ryan Otley again, yeah. yeah. I love um, his um, yeah. his lizard, man. Ryan Otley drugs. <laughs> this lizard's great. Yeah. And the cover of the next issue looks pretty it's awesome. It's awesome! <laughs> it's just his lizard's face, just almost, like, just screaming in, in Peter Parker's He's about to eat Peter Parker's face. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Having um, having having read so many issues of Invincible, I'm looking at the art. Having read so many issues of Invincible, I I've given Otley a lot of credit for morphing the standards what we know as the structure of the Spider-Man characters into that style. It's yeah. it's pretty impressive actually. Yeah, I think it's gorgeous, man. I'm real stoked. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I like his lizard. The aesthetic. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I like his lizard. Maybe if I would have read invincible i i would have i w- would be much more smitten with his artwork but mm. for some reason it's just that i'm not there yet um but the story is definitely gonna keep me going here um so he's i don't so know good I, he's so good with carnage mm. I, I, I i god I'm, I'm gonna miss that in this book because you can't get as fucking bloody as you could get in invincible that was the one thing i was lamenting the whole time yeah going, sure where's carnage that? will show up Oh God! Stop! Nope, not okay. I, it's my fault. I'll take. Yeah, you, you deserve it. Um, I don't I deserve it though. I didn't do it. I don't know why I'm a part of this. But um, yeah, Ryan Otley was the was the god of gore. Oh, beautiful! So and it was well, just... one of these days I'll read the whole damn Infinity or in, Invincible. In, man, it's great. Invincible. Yeah. Right. It, it's almost like when a kid swears, you shouldn't like it, and there's just something wrong about it, but it's yeah. funny. That's it's Otley's, go. that's Otley's gore and blood. Yeah. yeah. All right, go to the next book. Sorry. All right, Die, Die, Die was a big surprise this week. Die, Die, Die! Um, because no one knew it was coming, literally. I, it showed up in my store's um, uh, shipment this week, and I went, what is this Die, Die, Die? I didn't order this. Did I order this, and I just forgot? What is it? So the kind of the cool thing is that Robert Kirkman of the uh, Oblivion Song and The Walking Dead and Invincible fame um, just put out Die, 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 a new ongoing series from Image as a surprise. He just took a look at what stores were ordering for Oblivion Song and then just gave them free copies of Die, Die, Die number one to match that amount. So it just showed up. And uh, I think it was okay. Uh, I wasn't blown away by this first issue, but I I thought it was, you know, it was cute and uh, I feel like moving forward, it'll get better. Um, but I think my biggest, um, the biggest takeaway for me is how it showed up and it was a big, nice surprise and no one knew. And it's kind of a pleasant, cool thing, you know, living in a world where we are constantly spoiled months in advance by things. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was really impressed with how he put this out without anyone knowing about it. But, uh, what did you guys think of the story, Robert? So well, I'm sorry. Let me ask you a question. Back to delivery first, because uh, I didn't really care about the story. I was I wasn't moved by it at all. But back to the delivery. Is there going to be future issues of this book? Yes, it's an ongoing. How then have you already ordered future issues of this book? No. How then and when then does number? <laughs> oh, two, so issue eight, two eight doesn't. 22. Yeah, it says at the end of this issue that it comes out eight twenty two eighteen. Eight twenty-two, eighteen. That's the end of August, and as I understand it, you fill out previews almost three months in advance. Yeah, I wonder you? if it's in this month's previews. Then how's it going to ship on August twenty-second? If this month's previews would because then he's be Kirkman. for 
Jesus Christ. Okay, never mind. I'm I, I don't have an answer it's the for that, name Robert. In comics. I don't have an answer for that. Uh, I don't know if maybe the second issues will also be free. Um, I guess. Or yeah. if I have to order them, uh, I won't know until I go and look at the previews, my previews order and stuff. So, are you selling these, or did yeah. just, the retailers get them for free? Yes, we get them for free, and then we sell them. Wow. It, it's kind That's... of it was listed on yeah. my invoice as retailer appreciation. In and at times, you know, four issues or five issues I got. Mm, wonderful. So it was, just, it was just like a nice. thank you to the retailers. I wish there was cool. a better book. I'm sorry. Same. Me too. Yep. Oblivion Song would have been a, a better one, I think. Uh, I, I like the uh, Oblivion Song better than this one. I like the Carnage. Uh, I just said yeah, but carnage. what's the what's the story? Tell me. Uh, the story, there's Doug. a secret organization that takes care of shit when it needs to be taken care of. Okay. Outside of the law. Mm-hmm. Um, and. When that happens, they call these three brothers. One's named one name. One's name is Die. The other's name is Die, and the third name is No Nos Die. <laughs> that's not his name, but funny. <laughs> well, that's yeah. these three brothers. One is like uh, he's like Charles Bronson, living in the middle of a. Uh, uh, like a wood log cabin in the middle of the woods. We saw this exact same scene at the beginning of um, Naked Shirtless Bear Fighter. I was just thinking that. I knew we. That's terrible. That's really. That's where we both go. Shirtless Bear Fighter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, this is done in a more serious way. But then um, you've got one guy coming to his, his ship, his room full of all kinds of guns. And the other guy has his nose cut off in, uh, and he's captured by these other, this, this rogue organization. Mm-hmm. So cab, so shirtless bear fighter one is going to go find no nose. But I think the mm-hmm. other die is part of that other organization. Hmm. And the sad part, listeners, is he's right. <laughs> That's the book. Well, this is basically you would get uh, you would get a Don the Dragon Lee. Who? Don the Dragon Wilson. Don the Dragon Wilson. Is that who his name? You, who, who are you saying? Are you he's about like actors? the knockoff. Yeah. Oh. Is it? Isn't it Don the Dragon Wilson? I have no idea. What are you talking about? Exactly. Let's move oh. on. What are the, no, it's like an action. <laughs> Like a 80s action star. Yes. This is like, uh, all right, so this is a guy of Asian ascent. So you, you have descent. You've got, uh, you've got like maybe uh, a Jackie Chan character, but there's three yeah. of them. This is like double impact plus one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Triple impact? Triple impact. Mm. This is like twins with another person other than. Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who would the third be? So anyway, uh, there were things about this book that I Samuel really liked. Jackson. I thought that the action was really interesting. <laughs> I thought that um, we were following this this first character, and he's fighting these guys um, who are chasing him down. And I liked all of his little quips and stuff. I thought that were, he was pretty funny. Uh, I thought the violence was very brutal. And I like violence. You do like violence. And... Um, 
I like how the woman kept trying to find a way to get what they needed done without murdering people. And I kind of, it was interesting to follow that path of how she was trying to get something uh, accomplished without harming somebody. After doing a line of coke yeah. in her dark office. And then there's like a naked dude on her couch. Yeah, that particular part felt very Garth Ennis. Yeah, this is very Garth Ennis. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, the whole thing, I guess, is. You're right. Yeah. But... but- Fun. It reminded me a little bit. The action scenes reminded me of Jeff Darrow a little bit because they're kind of just really out of the blue, like really over the top, matrixy like violence. Um, and at times, the artwork I thought was really good. I like it when he's drawing different people of different body types. Like when they do this thing, they're explaining like three times. They go back to. This guy who could be, he's a pedophile and they want to get rid of him, but they don't want to make him, they don't want to glorify him. They don't want him to embarrass him and put him in a cage. Um, they don't want to, they don't want to kill him before the pedophile stuff goes out because then they, he becomes a martyr. But if they, if he gets caught, then he's kind of put in a swanky like prison. Uh, so they're trying to piece it together just right so that it all works. Um, I could see that montage kind of happening um, in my head as it as it flipped from one scene to the next. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I thought that was well, yeah, you're right. Well written, well drawn in a cinematic way. I thought that all of that worked, and it ties back to the start when the guy wins at the at the dog race. Yep, yep. No, I, I like the way that it all wrapped around. I like that. So, but I, I don't know. I thought this was better. I, I. I don't know if I liked Oblivion Song as much as the rest of you guys. It just felt like another, just another sci-fi book. I, and I haven't read issues, the subsequent issues after that, um, since mm. we read that first issue. Just didn't grip me. Yeah, that's fine. I like, I like it that they talk about the nose. It feels, it goes, oh, it's just like a, a little piece of rubber. Yeah. And I like how horrified the other guy was, who looks like a big badass guy, and he's like, Jesus Christ, it's a nose! Why would you hand this to me? Yeah. <laughs> and I also really liked, I think my favorite part, is um, he's on. He's just musing to himself on this helicopter ride to go um, get basically snake eyes from G.I. Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he decides that he's retiring the phrase pussy. Like, if you're going to call someone weak, um, that he's going to be like, well, pussy's not not doesn't seem like the right term for it. I'm going to go with ball sacks because ball sacks are very weak and uh, easily harmed. So um, I like that. It was pretty funny. And then, you know, the woman who's the pilot goes, are you going to refer to strong people as pussies then? It's like, nah, maybe eventually, but I don't want to confuse people. It's yeah, just, I'm going to wait a little while. Yeah. yeah, something about the the just, you know, musing to himself that I was like, no, this is fun. I have a prediction. Uh, go ahead. What's that? Something's going to happen to his ball sack. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I also really liked um, it his, will. his whole little thing where he was walking up to Snake Eyes' cabin and he's just sort of talking to him. Yeah. Like, why are you shooting at me? Obviously, I knew you were going to shoot at me. I'm not scared of you shooting at me. Knock it off. What are you doing? Get out of here. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I thought it was just ballsy to cut the nose off of, of like who I thought was going to be the main character of this book. Yeah. The way he was quipping and stuff. I was like, oh, this is the main guy. Oh, shit. Yeah. There goes his nose. Yeah, no, but I guess he could still be—he could still be the star. He just doesn't have a nose. Yeah, yeah, it's 2018. 
You don't have to. Noses are optional in this it's year. It's true. Yeah. Correct. I'm retiring noses. I am too. Mm. Well, um, actually, you could grow a nose in our next book. Our next book, why, Mark, are you uh, referring to Farmhand Number 1, also put out by Image by uh, Rob Guillory, and uh, he, he created it, wrote it, and arted it, and then uh, he got Tyler Wells to do the colors. Um, I read maybe the first issue of Chew way back in the day, and uh, it's one of those books that I feel like I should go and read eventually, and I'll get to it, but um, it just hasn't grabbed geez. me so far. You should, you should do that. God damn it. Wow. Um, so uh, this was cute. Uh, basically, it's a whole book based around a pun. Um, yeah. Which, I, which I just did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to keep reading this. Basically, it's wow. this family and uh, they're going back to go visit his dad who had a farm who had a vision and then decided to create pharmaceutical stem cell research. But wait guys, it's pharmaceutical, but like not P H A R M, but F A R M. So it's a pharmaceutical farm where they're growing body parts. Yeah. Yeah. Pharmaceutical. No, we got it. And guess what guys? The dad, he lost yeah. he lost his thumb. So then so then he gave himself a he grew himself a new thumb, which it's green. It's a green thumb. Because he grows well, stuff. The, he's, he's got a green thumb. Green. All the all the grown limbs are green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was cute, but I wasn't I'm not sold. Okay. So my problem with this book is that it knows it's dealing with sort of a creepy subject. And it tells you it's dealing with a creepy subject over and over again. Um, like, 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 uh, you know what I mean? It's like, every, I don't know how many times they they had to say, oh, that looks really creepy. Okay, go buy the creepy, the creepy tree of scalps. Oh, that's creepy. Um, and then there's, uh, there are other scenes that even, I, I just think that Rob Guillory as a writer needs to kind of learn to just kind of, you don't say, "Oh, this is the funny part of the song of the of the the comedy." It's just it's the funny part. Um, and there's this scene where the girl goes, "Hey, I remember you." Uh, he goes, "Last time I saw you, well, you probably don't even remember." And she looks at him. She remembers him, her as a little girl sitting her head, and she says, "I remember you, Grandpa." And there's them hugging. And just in case you didn't get it, that this is a this is a tearjerker moment. There's a woman in the just right there in your face with tear wiping away a tear and yeah. saying sniff. It's yeah. just, it's obvious that he's trying to tell you this is what is going on. Like even the suspicious kid, they ask for the bathroom and it, and the kid is in the foreground staring at you suspiciously yeah. um, through that whole thing. There's no like, subtleties in the storytelling here. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. now. There's zero subtlety, zero like like just kind of writing nuance and letting you as the reader kind of piece things together. It's just kind of thrown out to you. Um, and that's what he does. I mean, that's what he does. He did that a lot of that with Chew as well. I mean, but he did almost his call outs. Um, I don't want to say like infographics, but pages 
Page would cleverly have designed elements into it to sort of spoon feed you and break the fourth wall. That's just it's part of his style. I could see how it could be off putting. Uh, usually I hate that shit, but it doesn't bother me with him because his relationships are so strong. Uh, the, the whole thing with the, you know, the son leaving home after you find out the father's doing some sort of wrongdoing in this reunion, there's always a genuineness to Gilroy's relationships. And he did that a lot in Chew. Even though Chew was in this high concept world, he, he grounded it with very feeling, very real, very empathetic characters. But did, uh, did, he, did he write Chew as well? I thought there yeah. were. No. The, no, he didn't. No, no that I, was John I, Lehman. John Lehman, yeah, oh, yeah. My bad. Fuck. Yeah. Never mind. But well, I'm sure that there's I'm sure that, that a lot of that was conveyed in the artwork too, though. He copied off time. of John Lehman to write a very good book about in that Lehman character style. I'm Which not. makes sense. Well I mean, well it makes sense that since they worked together for such a long time. Yeah, maybe he had a say in it. That's yeah. true. Um the, I like the part where he cuts off the the hand from the, the arm from the tree after he captures the guy that's trying to steal the secret ingredients to the Willy Wonka factory. I was going to say, Miss, uh, was it Slugworth? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then the guy just drops the, the, the arm on the ground and it kind of slithers to him like a snake. Yeah. Um, and then he puts it on there. I mean, there are elements that I think are, are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I Horror books that are done in this kind of like wonky style sometimes work and sometimes they don't. And I, I think that the the characterization of the faces here almost feel way too cartoony yeah. for me. Um, I don't know, and I didn't really but, get. I mean, it's it's also out by it's it. cartoony. I mean, it's a it's a the storytelling yeah. itself is cartoony. I'm not just talking about the art, but like the. The storytelling, the the way that he's going about it, is very cartoony. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a fairy tale, almost. Yeah, I mean, all the puns and stuff. It's it's hard not to be cartoony when you're doing that stuff with a horror book. Yeah. Which I didn't even occur to me that this was a horror book. But well, it's got sort of chopped off arms and yeah, I guess know, yeah. plants and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't disagree. It just didn't occur to me when I was reading it. That 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 coupling of the you know the robot guy who comes in to try to steal the secrets and then the they attach that bioorganic new arm to him. I mean, it couples itself using teeth like yeah. sucker. It literally, teeth. yeah, bites its yeah. way onto his arm. Yeah, that was horrific. Yeah, yeah I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. I liked at the end. It's like uh, um, <laughs> he's sitting there talking to his wife, and they, he seems like a genuinely nice guy, and she seems like a nice lady, and they're he's like talking about stuff, and he goes, "All right, enough of this adult." adulting today i can't take it I, I let's think about this if we really want to go back to the farm and she says agreed he goes unless you want to she's like no i'm tired okay okay just asking <laughs> love like, you he's like, yeah just asking <laughs> yeah. Just goes, they go to sleep yeah. he's trying to get some sex and she was like nah <laughs> little sexy time but denied it's yeah. funny about i don't get what's funny about that it's, it's a very <laughs> married sort of thing yeah yeah oh that's from what i hear from what I hear. <laughs> that's why you're laughing. That's why you're laughing about it, fuck face. That's what I was trying to get to. Thanks. All right. Let's wrap this fucking show up. It's an hour and 20 minutes. X-23, number one, put out by Marvel, by Mariko Tamaki and Juan Caba. This book was dope. I fucking phenomenal. How could I forget this book? This is my favorite book of the week. I know, man. I, ugh, this was fucking awesome. First of all, 
I loved her as the all-new Wolverine. I like that run. I'm behind on it. I never got a chance to fully finish it up. But all of the stuff that was introduced in there and the relationships and fucking Honey Badger, uh, I was very excited to read X-23, though I was a little disappointed that she's going back to being X-23. I feel like if you're moving a character forward, you should have X-23, and then she's going to take over the role as uh, Wolverine, and then something else. I I don't think making her X-23 again, I I feel like X-23 is a step backwards for the character. Uh, I understand there's maybe some name recognition, but not enough to justify it, I don't think. Because, um, you know, I, I saw for the Champions issue that came out this month, I saw that um, Amadeus Cho had become the totally awesome Hulk, and now he's got a new name. He's, um, do you guys remember? No. What's his name? Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. I'm in my store. Hold on. I'm going to go run. I know what his name is I'm while running. he's gone. I'm running. Run. His name I'm is Joe Mama. <laughs> I decided to start moving the laundry over to the dryer once you asshole start trying to deal with this. So. His name was Braun. Joe. Is Braun? Braun. Braun. So, so anyway, that's that's my I think feeling. his name should have been Joe Mama. Uh, so yeah, I thought X23 number 1 was awesome. Um Mark, any other puns? Yes. Are you, you, are, did you run out yet? <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. I no, thought no, Honey Badger no. doesn't give a fuck. She's the best part of this book. She's great. Just the fact she's goofy. She is, yeah. she is fun. She just says what's immediately on her mind, kind of like me. And and she just kind of – and she's hilarious, kind of like me too. <laughs> yeah, just like Mark. <laughs> just like – yeah, and she's a child. <laughs> I just love it. I love it that she's she's a little malformed. <laughs> she's like shorter. She's like a run at the run of the litter. Um, well, she's a child. Is she a kid? Yeah, she's I thought a literal she was just child. shorter. She's got nunchucks. <laughs> oh, she does have nunchucks, but no, like, no, she's, she's literally like, like eight half. years old. Yeah, she's like oh. half Laura's age. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was just like a, a scrawny little version of her. What no, it's basically her little sister. What is what? <laughs> I thought she was like a clone, but a. Of like a defective runt of the litter clone, kind of like the cuckoos. I love the cuckoos. They are they cuckoos or they cuckoos? Cuckoos. Okay, whatever. But they, uh, uh, I the, love the it. Cuckoldoos are different. Cuckoos. No, they they call them the cuckoos. I don't know. But anyway, I love it that they tried to clone the dead ones and they're malformed. And so that's what I thought uh, Honey Badger is. They're dying. They're going through entropy and dying. No, Honey they're Badger dying. They're dying because child. they're faulty clones. Faulty clones in a different sense. Their DNA is going through entropy. They don't even. I'm sorry. I just can't get over the fact you didn't know she was a child. I'll let it go now. Sorry. I didn't know that. That's I just thought okay. she was a little version of her. I, I, she's like she's like mini me. <clears throat> no. Also, the art. Did you guys get a um, Kevin Maguire sort of feeling off the art on this book? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, well, the faces yeah. and stuff, man. Yeah. Oh. I love Honey Badger's new brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah, that say honey on them. <laughs> H-O-N-Y. Yeah. What's the other one? B-D-G-R? Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah, but... she's awesome. 
I, I, I love I love seeing finally a true progression of time. I mean, we look back to when the first X-23 book came out. Wasn't that during, uh, what was it, the Tsunami line of comics that when they were going through yeah. the, the manga yeah, uh, yeah. phase of things? Yeah. Yep. Um, and just seeing such a different character now. She may have gone back to the name. But Laura has truly progressed into adulthood, and like also, and likewise with the the, the cuckoos, you know. Yeah. It, it, uh, it's so it's really kind of good seeing over eighteen years of time, eighteen years ish have happened, you know. Yeah. I love it. I love the scene where she goes, "Oh, so you guys are clones?" They're like, "Yes, we are." It's like clone power, and they give her a fist bump. And also when she says. Well, also, I like the the beat because she puts her fist out for that a fist bump, and then there's a beat where nothing happens, and then one yeah. of them goes, "All right, bump." <laughs> and I was just gonna say that that is I, that, that's sort of a tenet of uh, Mariko's writing because then we we sussed out last week. Mariko wrote Supergirl, ah, being oh, okay. cool. okay. super, and that's that was one of the beautiful things within that book was the quiet <laughs> moments and the beats, and you know that's written by the writer. You know that's telling the you yeah. Know a purposeful pause. And then she goes, uh, your outfits are cool. And they say, thank you. She goes, you guys look like an evil choir. <laughs> and she makes the evil choir face with her fingers. It's just, it reminds me of despicable me. She's the little sister in despicable me who just says crazy little things. You know what I'm saying? Anybody see that movie? Totally. I saw it whenever it came out like 12 years ago or whatever. Well, I know never... was a kid's movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, nah, yeah, missed it. Sorry. Well, damn it. Go watch Despicable Me. It was All good. Right. Uh, it, but this is really good. The fight scene at the beginning was good. It came out swinging. Then you got the evil clone. Then you've got uh, the, the the cuckoos, and they're crazy. And they'll be great as, I don't know, misguided good guys? Trying, of. yeah. They're just trying to save their sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, 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 but they're controlling a scientist's mind to do it. I feel yeah. like good is a very. Well, funny. look who their mentor was. I yeah. get it. And they're cloned after Emma Frost as well. Yeah. Oh, are they? Okay. Their, yeah, they yeah. are. It's in their DNA. Um, but I, I yeah, good? No. They're, they're definitively antagonists. <laughs> and the other part that was awesome is that all the symbols on their outfits are all. There, it's the X symbol broken into five pieces. Holy shit, I didn't notice that. Look at you, Puzzle Master. That's, That's great. True. That's pretty cool. Really cool. New nickname, Puzzle Master. Yep. So anyway, this was great. Cool. I loved it. Yep. I, yeah, I, I wonder if it. I wonder if it uh, is a little too. What what what? What were we just talking about? Where you were lamenting how much you had to read ahead of time? Oh, you were upset about Captain America and how you thought you had to read a whole thing before reading Captain America, but you didn't feel that about this. Yep. No, nope. I honestly, I, I don't think I, I read maybe one issue of the old Wolverine, all new Wolverine series. Yeah. I think maybe one or two that you guys made made me read. you read. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't know. It wasn't like this. I mean, it, is it the same writer? Uh, no, it wasn't. It didn't feel like the end of an old story. It didn't belabor. No, it was Dennis Hopeless that did that, I believe. Yeah, oh, okay. it didn't, didn't yeah. belabor it. Which it, it wasn't. I mean, not to say that Dennis Hopeless did a, a bad job with it. It's just that I did was really put off by the fact that she was going around being called Wolverine. Oh. <laughs> so, 
I just have I can't wow. get over stuff like that. Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but, but anyway, uh, yeah. Miss Marco, Mar- what's her name? Uh, Mariko. Yeah, I'm going to go back Tamaka? and track. Yeah, I'm going to track down some of her other work because she's this Super week. Girl. Super Girl being super. Start there. Yeah. Okay. I would yeah, read that too. Yeah. Really good writing and really good um, just artwork, uh, just all around total awesome package. Um, this is the way to just really establish a really good character. Um, plus, you pointed out. Alfred Hitchcock appearance. Yeah, just randomly walking in the background carrying a briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> right in front of the Marvel falafel, the world's greatest falafel <laughs> since, 19, <laughs> since 1961. That's pretty good. That's funny. Um, all right. Go read these. Go read all these books. I feel like uh, you would enjoy all of the books that we reviewed this week. Uh, they were from, I think, what was it? Was it St. Saucy who said uh, it varies between good and great? I feel like everything we read this week was either good or great. Um, yeah 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 but all right thank you so much hey you can go to mark's patreon you can go to patreon.com backslash ml miller writes and yeah. if you want to support uh me johnny destructo you can go to the same it's um patreon backslash johnny destructo and um you can visit rob Patey at rob i get no support don't don't support him just visit him for nothing yeah. just drive by and throw a Brick through his window, his internet. Well, window. wait a minute. <laughs> well, and and uh, uh, <laughs> and and Mark, one more time. Your Patreon is. I just said it. Ml no, Miller writes. Said, said it wrong, both of you. Oh, it's I was saying what Mark M- said. It's just Ml Miller. Fuck me. Is it? Yes. God damn it, Mark. It's your fucking <laughs> Patreon. I had to look it up again, but I thought it was just ML Miller. I feel like I, I think right. it right. is. It's it's, it's yeah. just ML Miller. If any one of us knows, what? it's Rob. ML Miller. ML Miller is creating comic books, scripts, art, reviews, and words. Oh, it is. You're right. It's I should change. I, that. I know. Christ. I know. I am. All right. Thank you so much, and we'll talk at you later. Goodbye. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> Jesus. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. 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 Yeah.